What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that DrLisaO.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An Ironic Media Production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. You know my entire philosophy here is to help make healthy living simple. So if I find something that I love, you can bet I am going to share it with you because if it's made my life easier, I know it's going to make your life easier too. So I want to introduce to you one of my favorite companies. If you're in my private Facebook group, Ketone Your Health, you know all about this company because I've been raving about them for years. And if you're not over there, find us. It's Ketone as in own your health. So K-E-T. O-W-N, your health. You can search that out. We'd love to have you there. But my favorite company that has transformed my healthy living life so much easier is Paleo Valley. So my sister introduced me to this company years ago because my niece loved their products. They have grass-fed beef sticks and they have turkey sticks that are pasture-raised. So you're not going to have all the additional hormones. It's a clean protein. How amazing is that? And they're easy to travel with if you need a snack for the kids in the car, whether I'm in the office and I need a snack, or if I am doing a really strict little carnivore stint, these are amazing. They're my favorite products there. They've got some really great protein bars as well. They have some really great supplements, including organ meat capsules, because I think so many people understand the benefits of eating organ meats. However, how many people love to cook them, process them, or whatever, right? So it's a lot easier sometimes just to take the capsules. So you can find out more about Paleo Valley over on my website, drlisao.com forward slash PV. So that's D-R-L-I-S-A-O dot com forward slash PV as in Paleo Valley. And if you use the code that's on that website, 
you can save 15% as well. Welcome back to the show. You know those people that you meet and instantaneously you feel like you've known them forever? This is my guest today, Dr. Amy Horneman. I met her several months ago in a mastermind at an event. I feel as if we've just instantaneously become really good friends. She is known as the thyroid fixer. And if you followed me over on Instagram, you know I have had quite the issue with my thyroid that showed up over the course of the last several months. And we spoke about it on her podcast because I went from being everything looking great to everything is not cool at all. And if you know of the story, after I got my lab results, like I immediately texted out a couple of people and she was the one that I sent my lab results with. And she was just like, holy smokes, Lisa, what has happened? But obviously, we're going to talk thyroid. She is definitely a woman on a mission to optimize thyroid patients around the world and give them their lives back using her proprietary transformational program, The Fix Method. She is also the founder of the Institute for Thyroid and Hormone Optimization. After her own experience of insufferable symptoms, misdiagnoses, and improper treatment, Dr. Amy set out to help others who she knew were going through the same set of frustrations and were on the same medical roller coaster. She grabs your hand, she gives you answers about your health that no one else has told you, and gives you the actual tools and personalized treatment to fix you. What makes her program unique is the extra support and accessibility that you can't find anywhere else. That's the transformational journey. With a focus on optimizing thyroid and hormone function and thus optimizing her patients, Dr. Amy looks at you as a unique individual and not just a lab value. She examines all the factors that tie into your thyroid dysfunction and thyroid symptoms and fixes you to get your life back. You can find her at dramyhorneman.com and on all the social channels at Dr. Amy Horneman. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while, trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. You guys, I am so excited for my guest today. This is somebody that's turned into a friend. I met over a couple months ago at a uh, mastermind and she's so like-minded and we decided we're bringing each other on each other's podcast. I have Dr. Amy Horneman here. And what's even funnier is like, we know a lot of people <laughs> over the last few decades, like I'm surprised our paths haven't crossed until now. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, Amy. So Amy is a thyroid fixer. And we are going to talk all about thyroid today. So how did you get into this? How did, like, how did this become your specialty? Yeah. So we all have a pain to purpose story, right? So mine started 20 plus years ago. I was doing figure competitions and doing some fitness modeling too, and always had to diet down. I do not come from a skinny family whatsoever. I come from a family with obesity and diabetes. So I always have to work my butt off, but I was always kind of into fitness and that, that competition was perfect for my type A personality. So no problem, you know, being strict with the diet, dieting down, going to the gym twice a day, no problem at all. So it was probably like the 10th competition that I had done. I knew what to do. I had a coach, had a trainer, all that good stuff. And I started putting on weight instead of losing like you're supposed to when you eat broccoli and chicken and asparagus and fish. And the scale kept going up. I honestly stopped weighing myself after it crested 20 plus pounds. I didn't want to know anymore. 
And I went to a variety of doctors, six total, who all of them said, you're normal, air quotes, normal, fine, eat less and exercise more. When I heard that, I was like, you're kidding me. I can't. There, it's not even possible to eat less than what I'm eating. I would bring in my diet to these doctors. They wouldn't even look at it. One of them was like late for his Christmas party. And all of them misdiagnosed me. And I was crying in my car. I was frustrated, no answers. I honestly just wanted somebody to tell me like, I had something majorly wrong with me. So I knew, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's why I'm tired. That's why I'm losing hair. That's why I'm, I'm gaining weight like nonstop and can't lose it. And then finally, the seventh doctor touched my throat and said, swallow and said, you have goiters on your thyroid and we're going to do an ultrasound and you have hypothyroidism, probably Hashimoto's. We're going to start you on a medication, which was Synthroid. So, you know, of course I'm pumped. I'm like, yes, there's an answer. I'm going to start a medication. This is going to be it. I'm going to have my answers. Everything's going to change. And then it didn't. So I gave it five months. And I honestly, every time I tell the story, I laugh. I can't remember if I had like a gateway big ass computer or not, but somehow <laughs> remember though, they're like, yes, yes. Totally. We all had them. And I think, I, I think at the time I did some research. If not, I was at the library with microfiche. I don't even know, but <laughs> I found this thing called T3 and all these articles of T3 and T4 working together. And those are the two thyroid hormones that the thyroid gland makes. And, and I took it back to her and I said, look, there's this T3 thing, you know, back then I'm, I'm green. I don't know any of this. I wasn't into functional medicine yet. Like there's this T3 thing and, and I'm taking Synthroid and apparently T3 and T4 work really well together. Can we do that? And she goes, no, I don't do that. I do T4 only. I go, okay, well, I'm going to find somebody who does. And I kept hearing the name of this functional doc, kept hearing the name over and over and over again. And I'm like, okay, finally, that's the universe telling me you got to go. So I go, this guy changes my life does the right testing, puts me on the right meds, does my supplements, nutrition, everything to fit me and literally gave me my life back. And from that point on, it changed my career trajectory. He's now my mentor. I'm actually going to see him when we go down to Tampa for the mastermind. So he is my mentor and I, I owe it to him for where I am right now. He encouraged me to you know, keep going education wise, get my master's, get my doctorate, go to functional medicine. And now I'm here helping people go through the I, same thing that I went through, hopefully avoid the frustrations that I went through. But isn't that the truth? I feel like everybody, and I've always said that they end up on Synthroid and they're still exhausted. They're still overweight. They're still losing hair. Like yep. they still have all the classic thyroid numbers. And then they go in and they do their lab tests with their PCP and they come back and they're like, they're told that they're fine. Yep. Right. Like it's so frustrating. Yep. So let's deep dive in. Like when you're working with somebody, then what are you looking at? Like, what are the different numbers? Because, um, you know, I've just had the very similar experience too. Right. And like, when you said you stopped looking at the scale, that was for me, like back in August, when I met you guys, I was like, I, I am the fattest I've ever been. And I don't like this and I'm not sure what's going on because these are how many calories I'm eating each day. I'm still working out and I'm puffy and I'm swollen and I'm exhausted. <laughs> and so finally, when I got my numbers back, like you were probably the first person that I texted with the numbers. <laughs> like I told you the other day, I like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I took a screen. You guys would laugh. I seriously took a picture, ran into the bathroom, texted it off. It was like, holy crap. No wonder this is what this is what's going on. Like this is what's going on. So, um, yeah. So what, what labs should they actually do? 
Well, right. So let's start with your story because that's the perfect example of what many, many people go through. They know they're doing right, right? You are a health practitioner mm-hmm. and you're a keto expert. So obviously you're not eating donuts yes, and no. pizza. You know, you're yeah. eating well, you're taking care of your, you go, you, you even deep dive into, you know, heavy metals and what's in your home mm-hmm. and what are you surrounded by, what you put on your body and the toxins and all of it. And yet you still got hit in the side of the head with a thyroid problem. And yeah. And you know what? I kept chalking it up too, because, of, and it's sometimes I think we're, um, we know too much for our own good. <laughs> yeah. I just kept saying it's the stress. It is the stress of being a business owner during this pandemic, quote unquote. Yep. And that's what I kept blaming. I'm like, my cortisol is out of control. My cortisol is out of control and my adrenals, I've got to get my adrenals back online. And then it was just that thought of like, holy smokes, like my numbers guys, I haven't talked about this. Like I like normal, um, for Hashimoto's, like your antibodies should be less than like 60. What? Like ideally should be like 15 or lower. I was at 3866. Like I misread the numbers. I thought I said 3,800 and this it's actually 66. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's my high. body's been screaming for a really long time. Yeah. So yeah, to get that high. Yeah. You've had that, that genetic predisposition. So mm-hmm. to, to find your antibodies, just so people know, we're looking at two markers. We're looking at thyroperoxidase and thyroglobulin. So those are the two antibodies that we test to see if your body, your immune system is literally attacking your own thyroid gland. So that's where we see a lot of autoimmune and there's more autoimmune these days than not, but we see a lot of autoimmune and that's literally where your body is confused. I always use the analogy of you have soldiers, you have these little soldiers in your body and and they just, they, they want to protect you, but they think that your thyroid gland is uh, is an invader, it's a bad guy. And so they go out and they attack it. And as they attack it, they're actually destroying it. They're decreasing the size. And then that thyroid gland can't produce the thyroid hormones that we want it to. So we look at the the TPO and TGA for for antibodies for Hashimoto's because we want to know if someone has the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism or not. And then we have to look at all of the thyroid markers. So this is the big thing, guys. When you go into your doctor and you say, I want a thyroid panel, they're going to test TSH. And they might test free T4, might. Now your TSH could be totally normal. TSH is thyroid stimulating hormone. It's a measure of, it's your pituitary measuring how much thyroid hormone is in your body. So it's kind of like a feeler, right? The pituitary goes, okay, do we have enough to work with here? And if the answer is no, it's going to send out thyroid stimulating hormone to stimulate the thyroid gland, kind of wake it up, like poke it, like, hey, come on, wake up and do your job. Produce T4 and T3, please, because there's not enough in the system. There's not enough for this person to work with. So as that number goes up, we know that the thyroid gland isn't working very well because it it needed woken up, it needed poked a little bit, needed screamed at. But that number can actually be even functionally perfect. It can be below a two in, in functional medicine. We like it below a two. It can be below a two. And then we test your free T4 and your free T3, which are the actual thyroid hormones. That's how we look at the actual thyroid hormone in your body. And those are in the toilet. Then there's a problem and you're not going to feel well. You're going to gain weight. You're going to have all the hypo symptoms. You're going to be tired. You're going to lose your hair. So it's all about testing thoroughly. And we also look at reverse T3. That's the, that's the other marker. So we have TSH, free T3, free T4, reverse T3, and the two thyroid hormones or the two thyroid antibodies. Reverse T3 is the anti 
thyroid hormone. And I always use analogies. Again, it's the bouncer at the club. It's if that number is high, and I mean functionally high, I don't mean flagged high on your labs. I mean, if it's above a 12, that's a problem. Then you have bouncers outside of your cells telling T3, the active thyroid hormone, that it can't get in. So basically it's saying you're in a survival state. You don't need to burn fat. You don't need to lose weight. You don't need to grow your hair. You don't need good skin. You don't need to poop and you don't need energy to get through your day. And it, it's, it's protecting you, but it doesn't need to protect you as you're walking around trying to live life and do your job and raise kids and run a business. Like, no, that, that's great if you're in the ER mm -hmm. or in the ICU, but we don't want that walking around day-to-day -day life. So that's another marker that we have to look at to make sure that your body isn't in survival mode. I love it. That's that the best analogy because I think that's where we're all at because we all are in like fight or flight right now after how long, two years of a pandemic, like yeah. whatever, however long this is, that's what I just keep thinking is like, everybody's living in such a fear-based state at this point. We're seeing their immune systems tank. We're seeing everything else, but then what else is this doing to our bodies? Right. All right. So how, what are your steps or what are some of the tidbits of information that you tell people? Like when you have these numbers out of control, like somebody even obviously <laughs> like me, but again, yeah. we're doing everything clean. We're clearing it up. Right. So that's the first step. So for you, you were already there, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't have to adjust your diet. You were gluten-free already. We know that gluten drives antibodies, but in your case, it wasn't gluten. It was other things driving you into that, that high inflammatory autoimmune state. So we have to look at that and go, okay, look, Lisa, your free T4 and your free T3 are both low. We need to replace this with thyroid hormone replacement, i.e. medication. So we're using Armour with you, which is a natural desiccated thyroid medication, NDT. And it's derived from the dried porcine and bovine thyroid glands of pigs and cows, mostly pigs in, in, yeah. the, in the manufactured drug world. Sometimes you'll find thyroid glandulars in supplement form that use cow. Uh, most of the drug manufacturers use pig. And it's very natural. It contains T4 and T3. So it's not T4 only. We're giving your body a little bit of T3 to support it, to give it that active thyroid hormone so it can do its job. So using some form of, I even hate saying medication because some people are like, I don't want to go on medication. I go, we are replacing thyroid hormones that are no longer being properly made by your body. So we have to use T4 and T3 to give your body T4 and T3 so that it can be happy and it can get to your cells and run your entire entire system. Every cell in your body needs T3. Every cell in your body has a receptor site on it for T3. We can try to do it naturally, but you're going to be miserable. So in your case, let's get a quick fix here and a quick win and give you that thyroid hormone that is no longer being properly made because your thyroid gland is being beaten up left and right day after day. And maybe we calm down that autoimmune attack, which we're seeing and we support your body in the process, giving it the thyroid hormone that it needs. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, today I got, I even, I think I sent you my numbers in and I, like I got back just however many months has this been, it's only been six weeks or eight weeks or something, but that's what I did is like, even things like lectins, I started removing those out of my food because I was just like, all right, I need to look at whatever is causing this inflammation. So I'm happy to report. I'm, you know, I'm just at 3,100 now. <laughs> coming down. It's coming down. And we can use things like, like black cumin seed oil, yes. um, that brings it down. And then just even doing like the biohacking things that you're yes. doing, like the red light therapy that yeah. we know helps heal the thyroid gland. 
So yeah, yeah you're so doing all doing, the same. I'm doing it. It's going to come along, right? We just have to get yep. out of the stress of uh, not even 2020. It's 2021. It's it's a forever stress, I think, that we're going to have, like, unfortunately. All right. So what are some other key key tidbits of information for somebody that's struggling? Like, how do they find a functional person like you? I mean, because again, yeah. the common the common thing is how often people walk in and they, they're They've been thrown on Synthroid. And then also, well, let's just go with that one first. How do they find somebody that's going to be looking at all this? Because I've actually had to fight with my person today to say, we need a reverse T3. I'm like, why wasn't that done the first time? I thought you guys automatically would do that here. And she was like, oh, well, I don't even know why we didn't do it. And I'm like, really? Like of all places, I thought you guys were going to do this. <laughs> yeah. So of all the topics that you and I have talked about, I don't think that we, uh, that I have had the chance to bitch about this one to you because I know you'd be in agreement, right? Yeah. So this has been my soapbox as of late. I have a couple of podcasts on this as well. For doctors to stop using the term functional, integrative, or naturopathic, if you're not even going to test someone thoroughly, or if you're going to keep them on T4, or even use T3, but stop at a low dose. I have had so many patients come to me lately saying, but I'm seeing a functional doctor. And I go, well, they didn't even test your, your reverse T3. How are they using the term functional? They didn't even test to see your, your hormones. You have more than estrogen as a woman. You know that, right? <laughs> like they're not even testing that and they're using the term functional. I had another woman the other day seeing a naturopathic doctor won't give her more than five micrograms of T3. I go, well, that's enough for a cat. So she should go be a naturopathic <laughs> veterinarian and she'd be on point, but she should not be treating human beings because if, if that's not naturopathic thinking. So mm -hmm. don't use that term. So for people listening, you have to look for functional, integrative, naturopathic, and they better be a thyroid specialist. And yeah. you drill them. Ask questions. I don't even care. When you call to find out about their services, flat out ask, do you, do, does your doctor test reverse T3? Do they test free T3? Do they test for the antibodies? Do they use Armour Thyroid? Are they open to using Leothyronine or Cytomel, which is the synthetic T3? I have no problem with that. Do they use that in their treatment protocol? Do they use low-dose naltrexone? There you go. Right. Ask that question because that's really going to spin them up. If they are not truly a thyroid specialist, they're not even going to know what that's used for. And we can use that with you too, Lisa. I think you're using that, right? To bring down your antibodies? We haven't yet. Mm -mm. Oh, we but yeah. That so. brings down antibodies too. Yeah. Because that was, I mean, I've even had another chiropractor reach out to me. There's like, that's a Chris Cresser thing, right? And I was like, Chris Cresser is, I believe, is a chiropractor, like, First, yeah. he doesn't ever talk about it, but right. so it was interesting to hear that, but, um, yeah, we're doing a lot, but I even thought today, cause when I brought up the black cumin, they were like, why are you taking black cumin? And I was like, holy smokes. Yep. <laughs> so, so it was so very interesting. Um, but yeah, um, darn it. There was a whole question here and then it's gone. I know. Where else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, happens. it happens. It always happens. You were talking about that. I wanted to go through, um, but you said Synthroid only. So did you something around that? Oh yeah. Sometimes it is like, just, I see that a lot. And I feel like at that point, um, this is me looking at it from a chiropractic perspective, you know, cause I'm, I'm also that person that I don't love giving the body something that it makes on its own. 
Right. And so what I find is like, it's kind of, you know, I've always used the example of like melatonin. I would much rather utilize like an essential oil that stimulates the glands to make melatonin on its own versus doing something where your body says, okay, I don't, I don't need to make melatonin anymore. You're taking it externally. Right. So it's the same thing. Sometimes like with Synthroid, I'm like, well, I don't want to turn off my thyroid if I was doing it that way. But um, I think with armor, it's a whole different ball game. Right. So let's kind of, let's look at the difference between the synthetics versus using something glandular like armor thyroid is like armor. Yeah. yeah. So T4 only never works. So whether you've been given Levo, Synthroid, Tyrosin, I don't care. It's T4. Yeah. And you're you're literally giving the, the synthetic storage form of thyroid hormone. It's not even active. Right. T4 is inactive. Your body does not have a receptor site on it for T4. So you're giving the synthetic storage form of a thyroid hormone and then crossing your fingers and wishing on a rainbow that it converts over to the active form T3. Nine times out of 10, it's not going to happen because people who are hypo or who have Hashimoto's are inflamed mm -hmm. there. I usually see insulin resistance. I see just, you know, systemic inflammation, uh, whatever caused it, whether it's Epstein-Barr virus, Lyme disease, um, exposure to a toxin, anything like that could kick up. Hashimoto's and kind of flip the switch and turn it on. And it also creates a lot, large amount of inflammation in the body. So to think that T4 is going to beautifully, smoothly convert to T3 is ridiculous. So that's why I prefer using like NDT, like armor, which is T4 and T3. And it's very, very natural form. It does mimic what your thyroid gland used to make in proper quantities before you were sick or what it should be making, or we're kind of stimulating it to, you know, almost like kick up and, and just kind of help it along. So maybe your thyroid is still intact. You're in the beginning stages of Hashimoto's. It's just not making enough T4 and T3. So as we take down the inflammation and work on your antibodies and work on your diet, lifestyle, stress, cortisol, insulin, hormones, we are also supporting it with a little bit of thyroid hormone replacement therapy, i.e. medication to help your body out. Now the synthetics, T4 only, I don't like, but if somebody comes to me and let's say they're on tyrosine, which is very, a very, very pure form of T4, there's no fillers in it and they're doing okay. They just are still suffering with symptoms. We can add in a little bit of synthetic T3 and that's okay. Just, you know, let's just give you a little bit to kind of just support the system or let's change you to armor. And if that still isn't enough, or you have a conversion issue where your reverse T3 is high, then we add in just a little bit of synthetic T3. So we're changing the ratio. It's normally 80-20, 80%, 20% T4, T3 with armor. So then we're changing the ratio by adding in T3 and we bring it to like a 70-30 or a 60-40 ratio. And some people do better with that. So there's so much we can do. The, the base answer is we can personalize it to what your body needs without shutting down your own thyroid function if you still have a thyroid gland that's working. Now, if you're in the later stages of Hashimoto's, you're on meds, like yeah. period. Mm -hmm. You have like this, this much left of your thyroid gland or it's been radioactive iodine or it's been taken out or partially taken out because doctors love to take out thyroid glands right. before they try to, you know, like yeah. let's just cut it and take it out. Um, then you need the medication. There's yeah. just no question. Yeah. Or how many people I've had a lot of people recently that have had the radioactive just for their thyroid because they were in hyperstates. And it's like, well, why? Well, ah. I know. so often, right? Like we, I always feel like we do a lot better with our body parts in us than yeah. when, you know, once they've been removed, not really cool. All exactly. right. So somebody else, if they're getting this diagnosis and they're 
feeling completely lost. Obviously you've given them a lot of hope. Yeah. Yeah. How are different ways? How about let's, let's deep dive. I don't know if we've ever spoke about this with intermittent fasting and let's, then we'll talk about keto too. Cause this is why I think we both resonate. We both do keto, but again, like I just shared with you before we hit record, um, I went today, like, you know, I was just doing all of my wellness stuff, found my, got my new thyroid numbers, decided to share it out on Instagram. I, I don't typically talk a lot of personal stuff out in the Instagram world. Um, but I put it out there. And so then of course, um, somebody, replied that I've known for a very long time. It's a fellow chiropractor that was like, well, my thyroid tank too, Lisa. And it's because of you doing keto. And I'm like, oh dear God, <laughs> like, we're not going to go there. Like, I know exactly what triggered it. I'm not going to get into that conversation, but I right. can guarantee you, I know what, why this happened now. It wasn't keto. I've been keto for years. It was not keto. So, um, so I know there's a lot of controversy out there regarding keto and thyroid patients, and then also intermittent fasting and thyroid patients. So let's like talk about both of those topics and how you, how you teach your patients to eat, um, and, and what works best for people like it being keto, isn't going to kill you. And it's not going to kill you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. So yeah, I love keto because here's the thing. Nine times out of 10, if you have Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, it's affecting your other hormones. And we know insulin is a hormone. So it starts affecting how your insulin signaling is working. And I normally see either insulin resistance or full-blown type 2 diabetes when I'm working with a thyroid patient, just because that signaling has just crapped the bed. It's just not working right anymore. So with that, with insulin resistance, we know that you're in a, a, a state of fat storage. We don't want excess insulin. Remember, a fat cell loves insulin. It's like swimming in its happy pool when our insulin is high. And a fat cell will grow in the presence of insulin. A fat cell cannot grow without insulin. So when we keep our insulin high by eating high carb, high sugar foods, we're just perpetuating, you already have a low thyroid or a low metabolism from your, from your low thyroid. Now you have insulin resistance too. It's the double whammy for your metabolism. You basically mm -hmm. have no chance of fat burning whatsoever unless we optimize your thyroid and decrease the insulin. How do we decrease the insulin? We lower your carbohydrates. <laughs> what does that look like? Keto. Hello. Like I, even if you don't want to say the name because you had a bad experience back in, you know, 2005, cause you ate pork rinds and cheese and heavy whipping cream. Like it was going out of style, at least say low carb, low sugar, at least use that because you need to be low carb, low sugar, gluten-free, which keto naturally is gluten-free. Mm -hmm. If you have Hashimoto's and even if you have hypothyroidism, non-Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, you still need to be low carb because you're still going to have that insulin, insulin signaling issue. Yeah, no, I love it. I like, and I love how just it is <laughs> like the 2005, we all were, we were all chugging down the gallons of cream, right? right. I the whole, what was it? The transition days within um, Atkins. What were those? Atkins, first yeah. Couple? yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. Always checking urine. We were going through that earlier today. I had another recording that we did for another summit and they were like, well, let's talk about, you know, testing ketones on the urine strip versus the blood and all of that stuff. Yeah. So what about with fasting? Because I'm a huge fan on fasting, but I'm a huge fan on really changing up the fasting, not the one meal a day, like for women, ladies, like don't do it that will like, that's what I did to, you know, take my health. However, many years ago that ended me into this whole thing. But I really think like, you know, if you're fasting 10, 12 hours a day, let's find it's actually really good. And it's just to help 
again, like you just said, let's get our blood sugar under control. And there's so many other, you know, when we decrease the inflammation in our body by getting rid rid of the excess carbohydrates, I mean, so many health benefits. And again, both of us advocate cyclical keto, like in and out of ketosis, we can increase our carbs, not going crazy, like not wolfing down the donuts and pizzas, but like, let's increase the carbs, get your body out of ketosis and then go right back in. So exactly. Exactly. Intermittent fasting. Well, here's the thing, 10 to 12 hours, it should be called living. I mean, that's (laughs) like... That's not even intermittent fasting. That's a no brainer. Yeah, That's how right. you should live your life. And I, if you can't go 10 to 12 hours without eating, you That's should be issue. doing keto even more because yes. you have major blood sugar issues. Like that's not how the body was meant to be. Mm-mm. And you might still be, and again, you know, retro looking, you might still be in the nineties, early two thousands when you read a fitness magazine and it said to eat every two hours to keep your metabolism up. Nope. And so you're still doing that. That's why you can't even go 10 hours without eating. Right. You know, Have you, you seen your I, body? I've had, I never realized it. Cause obviously you and I don't do this. And a lot of people won't do this, but then there are like, and that's where I always just tell people like 10 hours. Like if we're sleeping eight hours, it's easy. Stop eating after dinner. Don't yeah. eat breakfast or whatever it is. But I was, um, gosh, how can I say this really? Um, I was very surprised when people started telling me that, yeah, they got up in the middle of the night for a midnight snack because it wasn't in my consciousness, right? It's not in yours either, but yeah. I've had people tell me that. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I need to go back a stop. And I didn't realize how many people actually go and get a little snack whenever, you know, if you're up and you can't fall back asleep, just, oh, I'll go eat something. No, yeah. stop it. Don't eat in the middle of the night. We're not meant to eat in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's major blood sugar issues right there. Yes. If they're waking yes. up because they're crashing. So they're eating right. such high carbs at dinner or before bed that they're spiking their blood sugar and they're literally crashing and yeah. waking them up. I know. I know. I know. Sometimes we do have to remember that we have to go back to the basics sometimes mm-hmm. because it's easy to assume like 10, 12 hours. Come on. That's just my daily yeah, life. And then just, when I, when I intermittent fast, then it's like a 16, 18 hour. 18, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, especially with Hashi, I'm like, oh my God, I'll sleep 10 hours a night. It's done. Yeah, seriously. But no, I mean, <laughs> intermittent fast, I, I don't know how, I, I never asked you this either. So I'm interested to hear your point of view, but I like doing it. I like telling my patients to do it and I like doing it naturally. Meaning if I wake up and it is just a random weird day, cause like we're women, right? So our hormones are fluctuating all the time. So you might have a day where you're like, Oh my God, it's 7am and I'm starving right now. And if you try to be type A and go, okay, you know what? Today was a day that I set for an 18 hour fast and I need to make it till 2pm, but you're starving from 7am to 2pm. You're just increasing your cortisol and you're putting mm-hmm. a stressor on your body. Whereas if you, and, and the flip side is if you wake up and you go, really that hungry. I, I could have a cup of coffee, you know, maybe some keto cream or whatever, and I'll be fine. Oh, but I learned that breakfast was the most important meal of the day and I have to eat. And you force food down when you're not even hungry and you're not listening to your body. That's another problem. So mm-hmm. that's another stressor on your body because your body was trying to tell you, we don't want food right now. 
Yeah. So it's really about listening to your actual true hunger signals. It is. I absolutely 100% agree because that was after our trip this last week. Like I came back Monday and I could tell I had had more carbohydrates than I typically would because I was really hungry Monday morning. And I was like, oh, you know what? Like you, like it wasn't crazy amount of carbs, but again, like, you know, I had whatever, just more than what I typically would when I'm at home. But, um, again, like going back to the recording that I did earlier today. So it's just the intuitive eating. However, I hate that that name that's being thrown out there now. Cause people will literally be like, well, I feel intuitively like I should be eating a bag of Oreos right now. No, that's just stupid. Like the fact is, is like, we just need to really, like you just said, listen to the body. And if it's ladies that are listening right now, listen to her, like, listen, because there are going to be certain time periods in your cycle that you crave more carbs. That's exactly what I always just tell, you know, as some women, like, you know, there are a lot of men out there that are like, oh, it's always the week before your period because my wife, it, she craves carbs the week before her period. No, it's different. Some women yeah. crave during ovulation, other women crave during their period, other ones. So just pay attention and listen. So I don't really ever feel like there's a one, fit, one size fits all cookie cutter approach, but it is, it's that fact of, you know, the type A, this is why we get along, right? Yeah, uh, the type A personality <laughs> where I muscled through it. And, you know, on top of it, like I was one meal a day, I was 500 calories. I was like the low fat, I did everything wrong, but I lost my weight that I wanted to lose, but I lost my health. Right. Like when you're losing chunks of hair and this was all back then. So yeah, like that was the, I was hung. I would have eaten my arm if I could have at one point, but it was because I was like, Oh no, I have to lose weight. I have to, I can't do any of this stuff. And so that's what, what created a horrific health situation for me years ago that took me a while to climb back out of it. But um, ladies. Yeah, it is. It's just following the intuition, like following how it is. And I shouldn't just say, Hey ladies, like if there's a guy listening to this, because guys can have thyroid issues as well. Yeah. We just need to honor, honor the innate wisdom. So yep. listen yeah. to your body. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to try, I tried to do OMADs one meal a day, a couple of times. And what I would find, like, I think it's nice to throw in again, if it happens naturally, like if it's one mm -hmm. of those days where you wake up and, and you're not hungry and then you just get so busy through the day that you haven't eaten, then yeah, by all means have one meal and have that be like a large meal. So you're not doing 500 calories. You're actually getting in like 12, 1500 calories in yeah. one meal, put some butter on your steak, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. But it's, I think it is a stressor when I actually tried to do it and tried to power through and, and do the whole type A thing of like, yeah, today's going to be one meal a day. Well, I, I would be miserable. And then I would overeat at that meal and then be in the bathroom for an hour afterwards. And that's not how, you know, your body's not yeah, supposed no, to respond how. that way. That's not healthy. Yeah. No. And I'll do, and I will pull out like a 24 hour fast. And what I always found yeah. is like going dinner to dinner was always a lot easier than going like breakfast to breakfast for some reason. Oh, yeah. It was like a mental thing. Right. But yeah. now let's talk about exercise too, because I know like one of those things that really, um, there was a time period in my life. This was prior to even, I don't even know, 2012. And I have always laughed. Like I must've been the kid that just needed recognition that I never got because I ran, it was ridiculous, ran seven and a half marathons in one year. So I did it for the medals. So even over here, I got them all lined up. But um, I hate running and I never will run again, but I always like, I was so inflamed. And I really think that's probably kind of the thing that might've set up my thyroid 10 years ago with all of that, because I um, was so inflamed. I was so inflamed with all of that. So I seriously have realized that I am, um, I, my body just does best with a lot of weights, minimal cardio. Yeah. So how definitely. do you find that too? Yeah. I hate cardio. I hate, car I, I hate cardio for myself, but I also hate it for my patients too, because yeah. I always say just, okay, look at, here's the difference. And this has shifted many people's mindset. Look at, uh, an Olympic 
sprinter, right? And they are, bam, I mean, their muscles are coming out and their legs are cut. I, they look fantastic, muscular, cut, lean, healthy. Now look at an Olympic marathon runner. Even the Olympics, they are skinny fat. They might, you might have a, an, an outlier that's like, oh, well, she looks pretty good. Well, yeah, but look at the majority. They're mm -hmm. like either skinny and kind of flabby. Their muscles have dwindled down. Uh, they just don't look healthy. And it's that pounding the pavement thing. So the, the sprinter is doing basically high intensity interval training. They're lifting weights in the off season and their, their runs are sprints. They're quick 30, 60 second bursts of energy that get their heart rate up, obviously. So it can be considered cardio, but they're not that long drawn out, pounding the pavement, pounding the treadmill, burning out the elliptical kind of cardio. And that's what happens when you do too much cardio is your muscle actually eats itself. It catabolizes itself. Mm -hmm. In addition, you're spiking your cortisol. I mean, yes. exercise is a stress anyways. We mm -hmm. know that. And it's a good stress. It's a good stress on our body. So if you're lifting heavy weights and, and you're putting that stress on that particular muscle group, that's good because it's going to grow and you're going to get nice and ladies, you're not going to get bulky unless mm. you're taking steroids. It's going to build that nice, lean, sexy, you know, curvy muscle that we all want. But if you're just doing cardio, you are burning your muscle tissue. You're spiking your cortisol. That's going to screw up your thyroid. It's just going to be a mess. Yeah. So get off the cardio. Yes. You don't have to slave on the treadmill or the stairmaster or whatever it is anymore. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Go out for a walk, enjoy nature, but, uh, no, not hours on the treadmill. No. And that it's such a stress on the body. You know, that's where we're seeing, can I go here? We're seeing, yeah. uh, some of the pandemic people that are getting hit hard. You know, the argument is, is initially a lot of inflammation, insulin resistance, diabetes. And then you might have somebody go, well, what about the dude that was, uh, you know, a triathlete and he, you know, he got hit hard too. And yeah, but think of the training for mm -hmm. a triathlon or a marathon. It's so intense that their body is just as inflamed as the like, 200 pound diabetic. Absolutely. You're it's absolutely not good right. for you at all. I know. And then there's so many other variables, right? I just had somebody ask me that today. They're like, well, if you're going to the hospital right now, what would you say to do? I'm like, well, I <laughs> have a yeah. whole lot of stuff right now, but unfortunately yeah. there is a, they have one course of care there and that's it. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. All right. Dr. Amy Horneman, tell them where they can find more information about like, give them your social, give them your website, all that good stuff. Give them your podcast too. Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast that you're going to be on is the Thyroid Fixer podcast. It's found on all podcast platforms. So you can make sure you subscribe and you'll get all the latest episodes. And then my website is dramyhorneman.com. On there, if you are interested in finding out more about my services, you can book a free discovery call. And of course, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just look up Dr. Amy Horneman and you'll find me on there. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on. This has been awesome. I love, yes. I love talking. Uh, I love it. Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Did you like that episode? I absolutely love having the opportunity to interview some of the best and brightest guests and to share them with all of you. So if I may ask you a huge favor, I would love it if you went on over to Apple Podcast and gave us a review. I personally read each and every one of them as they come in, and I am always inspired by your feedback. So I would be so appreciative if you did that. And here is the legalese.
All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this... I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.